Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. It is Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots and your digital home track. Man, oh man, lots of great racing on Flow Racing and lots of great racing in the NASCAR world. I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for MRN, joined by 25-time winning and championship-winning crew chief Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm doing great. Great, great, great to hang out. Great to have you as part of the MRN crew out at Kansas. We always enjoy when we get a chance to to hang out and, and, and watch a little racing together. I think that was fun. And uh, how about that? Last week we had Booty Barker here as our guest, and Sunday afternoon Booty Barker was in victory lane. Pretty cool, pretty cool moment for that team. Yeah, I think we're just a little bit of a bump here. Uh, but yeah. obviously that team had speed in the spring. <laughs> Uh, Booty talked about it in last week's episode that uh, that that you know they weren't going to they weren't going to deviate too far from what they saw at Michigan and Michigan was built off of the first Kansas where their teammate dominated the race much like they did. Yeah, no doubt about it. And actually, that Kansas race that was one where they had a, a tire problem on pit road and they finished tenth. And I, I I kind of had them in the category of the second best car to Kurt uh, that weekend too. So they certainly got to be able to pay this back. And uh, just really, really, uh, really, really neat moment for Booty, for the team, and for Bubba Wallace. And really just a strong performance. I was looking at the cumulative report, and he was, you know, first third of the race, fifth, sixth, seventh, second third of the race, fourth, fifth, and the final 67 laps, he led all but a pit sequence. He was just, they, they, they tuned that thing up for the right time. Yeah, they, uh, I think a couple things happened here within the race. Uh, one, they had to come back for a wheel that they thought was loose. They right. lost track position. Uh, fast car, good car, drove themselves back up into the top 10. A lot of cautions early. I think the, the before the end of stage two, the longest green flag run we had was 28 laps long. Yeah. And really didn't show the strengths of what their car was. They, they drove the – Booty made a good call, got them on stickers for that run to the end of mm-hmm. stage two. A lot of guys took their scuffs there, worried about where their t- tire allocation was going. And then uh, pit crew stepped them up, got them to the front row. And we saw the long run speed of that 45 car in the in the final stage. We hadn't seen it before that because we hadn't had a long enough run. But a uh, lap 30, he he passed the 48, and he just strolled out to a to a decent yeah. lead. I really feel like Denny Hamlin closed it up to what 1.1, 1.2 seconds at the end. I I think if Booty if if Bubba had to, he could have maintained that four second lead. I I really feel like the end of the race, he was just managing to win the race. I, it seemed like that to me too. And just listening on the radio, they were just reading them lap times. So you're uh, this versus that margin is this, and it in in and it would extend out to one point five. It would drop down to one, but it stayed right there in that range. It really and, and managing traffic and keeping his risk uh, at bay while he knew he was going to win. Just kudos to Booty Barker, to Bubba Wallace, that whole fifth forty five team, and and twenty three eleven racing. They uh they have shown that they dominate Kansas. No doubt about it. They really have. Their performance, though, and we talked to this in Booty, and I think you would kind of reference since New Hampshire, that team, 
boy, once they got their footing, that team has been a solid, solid team. So winning the race, let alone the Kansas success, winning a race is not a shocker. That team has been very, very solid over the last half of this year. I was talking to David Wilson yesterday uh-huh. uh, and, Toyota, and, yeah. and had the conversation. And since I, it's in the last 10 races, I think Booty Barker has the highest average finish of anybody in the yeah, Cup does. Series. I read that, too. I read that. I, I, and, and seconds, Christopher Bell. Yeah, and and honestly, I think uh, I think this team, as you talked about, they've turned the corner and they're putting finishes together that that are are their championship winning finishes. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, Christopher Bell, you mentioned him, the only other one locked into the round of twelve. Mm-hmm. I, I I had I was I was doing a podcast. I do a, a podcast uh, for um, Circle B Diecast, one one of mm-hmm. the, my personal clients, and someone asked the question: your your top four. Uh, your your final four and and I think you know we we kind of had Joey in there Chase Elliott in there I think you and I kind of thought going into it we were comfortable with that I'm not sure how comfortable we are now I think I might be most comfortable with Christopher Bell and Adam Stevens their performance has been so solid yes yes I I mean Adam's won championships uh, I mean it's uh, a great leader I think Christopher's got a ton of talent um, I I I do think out of that group and they've they've executed. They've yeah. they've they've executed the base hit round that I would call it of not just shooting yourself in the foot. They had a pretty ho hum day yesterday to a third place or you know Sunday to a third place finish. Um, but really, really they've done a good job. They've had speed. I, I would argue consistently probably the best of the of the JGR cars uh, as far as speed. And I I could put them through to the final. I still think Joey looks pretty good. Chase yeah. has not looked as good as I thought he would. No, I agree. But I also know that right now they don't need to be. Right. And Absolutely. we'll see where Allen and Chase get to when the pressure comes My on. My hunch so, is, is they might just be all right. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. I, I tend to think that they're going to be all right. There is a plan to getting through the playoffs. And everybody's mm-hmm. plan is different depending on where their bonus points yeah. are. And I think theirs were in a position where they took a little bit of a hit from that Darlington run. But we're when, they get get re, when they get reset, they, they get a lot of that back, though, too. And as long as he gets through this round, the next round ends at the Roval. I think he's pretty good there. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I just put the plan together. I think, I uh, think he's just had a little bit of success there at the yeah, Roval. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm not too worried about that one. I had Kevin Harvick going through, Woo. and uh, he's he's, he's, in, he's, he's in a win to he's in win to get in. Yeah, really, yeah. I feel like at this point. Yeah, 35 points back, you've got to win this thing. And 35 it, points back of six cars. Six cars. The problem is trying the, to chase three positions. Yeah, the 35 points is one challenge, but it's the volume. You, yeah, there's a whole lot of people that have got to have a whole lot of bad times to get you to and, point your way in. And and some really good cars in that, in that group. group. Yeah. No doubt about it. So what we're going to do here today, and I'm really excited about this, Mark Setzer is crew chief for Jeremy Clements. So Jeremy wins Daytona, new crew chief winner. Dial him up. Let's get him on the show. Yes, he's coming in. Yes, he's coming in. Oh, wait a minute. No, he's not coming in because there's a penalty and there's an appeal and there's a process. They go through the appeal and the process and they win the appeal and so we're going to go right back to where we're at in August, and Mark Setzer is going to join us. So looking forward to that. What a great what a great story with Jeremy Clements and that team. Yes, it is. And it'd be great to get a little insight into what the appeal process is yeah. like and, and how they kind of want it back and what they had to do to it and how that's impacted the rest of the season. Those are questions I've got for him coming yeah, up. Yeah, that is going to be great. That is for sure. So we uh, look forward to talking to Mark Setzer here on the program. You know, you can subscribe to Flow Racing, the new home of NASCAR Roots. Catch the NASCAR Wheel and Modifieds, 
Arkham and Ard series, Pinty's and NASCAR weekly racing, uh, racing series action on flowracing.com. Subscribe today, over 1,300 live events and events on demand. The headliner for this weekend is, and this is a, this is a really neat race, the Eddie Partridge 256. And Eddie was a longtime owner of uh, Ryan Priest's car and, and others, and uh, owner of Riverhead Raceway. And last year, I think it was, coming back from winning the race at Richmond, uh, Eddie passed away on the, on, the, on the journey back home. So Saturday night, the NASCAR Wheel and Modifieds are at Riverhead for the Eddie Partridge 256. Weekly racing, Autrodome, Granby, Jennerstown, Hickory's crowning champions, Florence's crowning champions, Langley, Meridian, and Evergreen. Flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. Mark Setzer, he joins us next. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing. So glad you've joined us here and so glad we get to celebrate finally. Uh, we love new crew chief winners. And yeah. when we get one, the text chain goes out and we do work to try to get them. And then we got Mark Setzer on and then we didn't get Mark Setzer on because of the appeal and everything. And now the appeal has been won and Mark joins us from probably down in Spartanburg, down at the old race shop down there. Hello, Mark. How are you? Doing great, guys. Uh, thanks a lot for having us on. Well, congratulations again. It took you a couple weeks to get there, but I cannot imagine what it feels like for you, the satisfaction of being uh, an Xfinity Series crew chief winner and to win at Daytona as well is pretty sweet. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I've raced my whole life, whether it's uh, short track racing, watching my family race at Hickory Speedway. So uh, now to, uh, to win at Daytona as a crew chief is, uh, is just amazing. It has been something special. Hey, you know, we talk about the appeal got, you won the appeal this weekend and uh, the verbiage in it that they didn't find you in in, uh, in violation of the rule that they claimed you were. Um, and really there's a whole process uh, to the, to this piece. And I've talked to Jeremy a little bit about motor teardown and, and first time being down there. And actually the part that they, can, they were concerned about didn't actually need to go down for inspection. It got inspected at the racetrack. Um, how did you prepare for this appeal, and 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 what do you think the main factor was in deciding that you weren't in violation of the antique rule? Well, you know, we, first off, we'd like to just thank NASCAR for having a, a a process that we can go through that we could appeal that, um, and then the the way that it played out, um, there were six other engines there that, or five other engines plus ours that were being tore down. Um, 
None of those engines had intakes on them. It was a long block assembly inspection. Uh, the intakes weren't supposed to be there or supposed to be teched. Um, and they took it upon themselves to tech it since it was there. Um, and I think one of the big things is, you know, that the intake was not in their possession the whole time. We passed tech, we passed at the racetrack, we passed the choke down, everything there. And then that came back to the shop as an unsealed component. And so other than a, a part number that the teams themselves stamp on it, there's no way of knowing what intake was actually ran or not. Mm. So you found, and, and so, and that was the preparation that you guys put in to, to follow I, the, the appeal process fascinates me. So it's gotta be an arduous, it, 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 it's gotta be a pretty detail oriented process that you guys put together to, to, to lobby your case. It, uh, it is very nerve wracking. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah I'll sure. be it's, uh, um, it's just like being in court. I mean, you have your time that you can speak, uh, NASCAR has their time and then, uh, there's a break, then there's a time for rebuttals to go back and forth um, as far as what each side has stated. And uh, it, is, it is a very intense uh, process, but just very thankful that uh, the appeals panel uh, saw it um, how we did. And, uh, and I feel like it was the right call um, by everyone concerned and just, and just happy we had that, that opportunity. Nice. So when we look at this and, and, and you win at Daytona, I mean, to me, once you've got that win, there's a whole different playoff preparation that goes into your head because you know you're in it. How much is this, the focus on the appeal distracted you from that? And, and how much do you think you can recover in the couple weeks you've got to, to start the playoffs? It's, it has absolutely taken a toll. I mean, it, it just sucked the, the life out of, of everyone here. I mean, we're a small team. We have Jeremy, Jeremy and myself and then three other full-time employees is all that's here. So when you – when you go from the high of highs and then you just have the whole life sucked out of you there Tuesday following that, I mean, it, I'm not going to lie. It, it has been tough the last couple of weeks. Um, now we're back in high gear. Um, we need to get through Bristol with a solid race so that we can um, lock ourselves into the owner's chase um, by holding on to that uh, top 20 and owner's points. And then we are already, you know, wide open on, preparation for texas for talladega and for charlotte we have a we have a great road course program our speedway program is probably our weakest but uh you know we're we're wide open here just trying to do everything we can your facility and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about bristol in a little bit here but your place uh jeremy had us down there i was doing a tv program and jeremy had us down there and i just i, I love it because it is there's there's a there's a small xfinity series shop and there is a engine shop there clements racing engines just kind of describe uh what clements racing engines is and means because they're like one of the premier engine builders in the dirt late model world kind of describe what your setup is down there well the the engine shop is probably about twice the size of the xfinity shop the uh they're putting out over 300 dirt late model engines a year um, they are back ordered on new engines um, because they are what, you know, they are what dirt late model guys want. They win, they win Eldora, they win the big races at Bristol um, when it comes to dirt racing. So last Tony said, they are probably 80 engines, new engines behind on orders. Um, so they are just wide open on the engine side. Um, the, you know, the Xfinity side is, is a little bit smaller 
and uh, and we're a little cramped in here, but it's a it's a amazing opportunity for me and the family has just been amazing to me since I've been here since last year. Nice. Really cool. Really cool. And you talked about, you've got three, you and Jeremy and three guys. When you get to the racetrack, the shop, the, the assembly shop's got to be empty, empty at that point. You've got to get all your work done in a week, don't you? Well, actually we have two shop guys that don't travel. So me, Jeremy and our tire guy, Dave are the only ones that leave the shop. And then we have a volunteer that comes in every weekend who actually lives in New York. Um, and he flies to every race and helps us, um, then along with Tony. So yeah, that's it. I mean, it's a very small group. We have some volunteers that'll show up here and there, but it's a, it's a very small group. So when it's, uh, when you go to Indy or some of those places that you're pushing, what seems like two miles to pit road and pushing <laughs> stuff back, it gets a little tough with the small guys. I am sure. Yeah, I never thought about that. Thought of, that that is such a throwback. I had a buddy when I first. I'm from upstate New York, and uh, a buddy of mine he volunteered for Alan Kowicki, so he would go to everything on the East Coast. That is a throwback, really, to have volunteer help. But boy, that uh, guys like that are critical to you to to, to you guys, Mark, to, to to be able to do what you do with the size and scale of your team. Oh, absolutely. We couldn't do it without John's help. And without the other uh, individuals that have come to certain races, whether it be somebody that lives in Michigan coming to the, the Midwest races there that's close to drive. And uh, I mean, it's a small family run team. Um, that's, the you know, doing it that way is what has kept them in this sport for over the last 11 years. So, uh, you know, they don't do anything crazy, but they're 110 percent focused on their team and on Jeremy. And it's. it's there's no doubt Jeremy Clements can win in any car that he's he's given the the correct stuff. I mean, he's he's a proven winner um, his whole life. So we're just doing the best we can without engineering support, without you know a Hendrick or a ECR engine program. I mean, the dirt late model program takes precedence. I mean, that's their livelihood as a family, and for all the employees there at Clements Racing Engine. So we do what we can on the Xfinity side, and uh, and it's been pretty special. It's really cool to see that too. You know, it's it's the it's the David and Goliath, and uh, to see you win at Daytona. You know, he's won before. He won at Road America, I believe it was in the past. Um, really cool to see you guys. You know, do do what you can. I've been part of that smaller team with volunteer help. Uh, I've got a really good friend of mine out of New Hampshire that that was that for many years for me. It's it's cool to have those people still involved in the sport and doing their things. As you look at it now, do. do do you do anything differently in your in your preparations going to the playoffs than you've done prior now that you know that you're into the playoffs? Really, preparation-wise, I mean, we're just going to have to be the same. Um, I've got to do the best I can based off of notes from from Texas. We wasn't great there um, the first race this year. Um, but uh, we just have to – we have to make sure we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. Um, is the main thing. That's what we did last year, and that's the reason that we were able to point our way into the playoffs last year. I mean, at the end of the regular season, we had completed more laps than any Xfinity Series team in the series last year. This year, luck has just not been on our side. We've, I think we've had five top tens, but there's been seven or eight other races that we had solid top ten cars, and whether it be a, a penalty at, uh, at Coda while we was running third for cutting the, cutting the corner there, at one part of the track or running fifth at Darlington coming to the checkered off of, off of turn four. Just stuff has happened this year that's, you know, has just bad luck. So we just got to do everything that, that we've been doing, make sure we don't have anything mechanical failures that we can help 
and uh, and then depend on Jeremy to do do his best with what we give him. This week coming up, Bristol. You talk about the challenge to make sure you maintain your spot in the top twenty in points. Um, you're not racing for a playoff spot. You've got that back. And actually, Mark, looking back at your history, you're a former winner there at Bristol, UARA. So what uh, you, you put that all together, what's, what's, what's the, what's the uh, level of anticipation and what, what are you looking at going to Bristol this Friday night? Well, um, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, probably one of the highlights of my career winning at Bristol, other than the championships at, at Hickory as a late model driver and stuff. But uh you know, we just hope that we can uh, take that all-south electric Chevrolet and make it as fast as Xfinity Internet, as Jeremy would say. Um, it's uh, <laughs> we've had good cars. Well there. played. We're looking, yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're looking for a, a solid top ten. Uh, he's been good there last year um, and over the last several years. So that's a track that Jeremy Clements loves, um, and I think uh, our cars have been good there. So I'm lo- I'm really looking for a top ten um, run. And locking ourselves, I mean, obviously we're in the driver's chase, but we want to be in that owner's points for Tony Clements and Clements Racing also. So having been a driver and a winner at Bristol, is that a, that, that has to make the connection to what he's talking about, giving driver feedback in his race car a little more vivid than, than most other crew chiefs would have. I believe so. I mean, we get along so well. Um, I mean, he, he's the, he's the driver. So obviously he gets aggravated when things aren't uh, driving great, but we have that communication uh, as, you know, someone that has drove to where we can, uh, we work through it. I mean, we were here yesterday evening going over Bristol and, and uh, I wasn't there last year. I prepared the car, but I had a death in the family to where I wasn't at Bristol. So we were going over the notes and uh, I'm on the set, getting ready to go on the setup plate and the pull down today. So, just making sure exactly what we were going to change to try to be better. And I think he finished uh, 12th or 13th there last year. So we're looking for a top 10 this time. Neat stuff. That's for sure. Mark, your background, we just talked about it a little bit. The UARA win. You're a champion at uh, Hickory Motor Speedway. Uh, you've also won the big Bobby Isaac Memorial up there at Hickory Motor Speedway. Um, and you celebrate it. I think this is the coolest thing in the world. I snoop around on social media when I know we're talking to somebody. You go to Daytona, you win the race, and you and your daughter go to Hickory to celebrate the day after. It is. It has got to be a neat life to have Hickory Motor Speedway being a Setzer, part of the the, the entire Setzer clan, which there's there's there, there, there's many layers to that, but it's just got to be neat to have that as part of your history, part of your story. Oh, it's it's amazing. I, I grew up at Hickory Speedway. My my dad and his brothers, uh, the Setzer brother race team, fielded cars for other drivers. Um, my brother drove. Um, they've won many, many races at Hickory Speedway. My dad run record service at Hickory Speedway during the the Bush Grand National um, years with Tommy Houston. I grew up with the Houston boys going to the same high school. Uh, we were, we were friends. I mean, so the, the racing history there is just so deep and winning championships at Hickory, at Hickory Speedway at Tri-County Speedway, right up the road in Hudson and, uh, and being able to have my girls there. I remember having my oldest daughter Peyton in victory lane at Hickory Speedway in a onesie um during the late mo- when i was driving a late model super truck there so it's uh, it's amazing but uh my daughter she gets a little aggravated sometimes because when you walk into hickory and in my history there she says well dad we can't walk five steps without having to talk to somebody and wanting to you know so 
they enjoy the racing, but uh, they understand what what dad has went through there in the in the many, many years of racing and winning there. That is a good, good thing. Yeah, it's, it's a real good thing. It's really cool. When you get when you get when you get stopped. Okay. So um you, and you now now you talk about it. I, I always joke around that I live, I have two daughters. I live in the International House of Women. Uh, I have nothing compared to you. Yeah, Todd's Todd's a girl dad as well. We have nothing to you. Three daughters and now a granddaughter. Dude, yeah. how do you how do you survive all of that? Um, I work a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have uh, I have an hour and a half drive uh, to Spartanburg, and then I have an hour and a half drive to get back home. So I have time to decompress and and get myself prepared for a house full of women, but. Uh, yeah, the the new granddaughter Blakely Rain is has just been such a blessing. Um, my oldest daughter is now a junior uh, cheerleader in high school, so uh, unfortunately I missed the football game. So we try to spend as much time together and do things as we can. But yeah, I'm I've been outnumbered for many of years, and uh, it doesn't look like that's going to change on the grandchild side either. That is neat. <laughs> That's really, really, really cool. neat. Okay, final question for you here. And I saw that you guys did a little team building. You went go-kart racing uh, sometime back during the summer at some point. You went go-kart racing. And I think it ended up where, where you won a bunch of races and Jeremy won a bunch of races. And I'm not sure we determined, are you a better race car driver than Jeremy or is Jeremy a better race car driver than you? Um, I'm going to, since he's not here to defend himself, I'm going to say I'm the better race car driver. But I had to, I had a hundred weight a hundred pound weight penalty because I'm bigger than he is. So I had to I had to tell the guy he had to he had to make sure I had the best cart because I had to I was giving up a hundred pounds to Jeremy. So yeah, we ended up we ended up tied on wins, but uh, it was it was an amazing time. Uh, like I say, Jeremy Clements is the yeah. if the people don't know him personally, it's just such a just a great person, the whole family, and uh, for him to do that, I mean he. You know, he paid for everybody right out of his own pocket. I mean, and this is a small team. I mean, you're not you're not talking about a you know somebody that's driving for a junior or a Gibbs. I mean, you know, he did that out of his. You know, he said we need to do something together. I mean, and we, we go to. I mean, we'll go to do different other stuff together. So it's just been an amazing, amazing deal. Amazing deal for sure, and an amazing win at Daytona, a winning crew chief in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Mark, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Get that car on the surface plate, get it ready to go to Bristol, And uh, but thanks for joining us here on Crew Call. Thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. There we go. That is Mark Setzer joining us from Clements Racing. Stay with us. More Crew Call in just a moment. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Flow Racing is the ultimate digital home track for race fans everywhere. Subscribe today and stream over 1,300 racing events live and on demand. Flow Racing has something for everyone, like NASCAR Weekly Series, Sprint Car Racing, Drag Racing, Off-Road Racing, and much, much more. Learn more at flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. That's flowracing.com forward slash go MRN. Welcome back. It is Crew Call presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR routes and your digital home track. Steve Post and Todd Gordon here. Boy, I'm telling you what, it is so neat to get a little different perspective on our NASCAR racing from a guy like Mark Setzer working out of their little shop in Spartanburg alongside of that big engine shop. Um, really neat to get his perspective. Yeah, and, and what a story. I mean, you talk about it, him and three guys working in the shop <laughs> with Jeremy. Reminds me of days when I first came down to, to, to NASCAR racing to, to North Carolina and 99 working for Phil Parsons. And we even back then had more than that. So uh, to be able to compete and make the playoffs and put himself in a position with with that that group and volunteers, it's what a great story. It really, truly is. It's really neat. There's such passion in our sport. And and, and we see it at the top levels. We see it with the, the A-list crew chiefs. We talk to the A-list competition directors. It's a passion-driven sport, but it's a passion-driven sport for Mark Setzer as well. Yes. And it's just done a whole lot differently, that's for sure. And really, really fun, that is for sure. And speaking of fun, it's Bristol, baby. And um, <laughs> yeah, I had to say that. Um, but but I don't even know what to expect because Bristol in the spring was a dirt track race. Now we're back to concrete. Um, what are we, what are we going to see? At Br- and then, and then, oh, by the way, there's a little point battle going on that that's a cutoff race as well. I mean, you go back through the years, I've won the night race at Bristol twice, 14 right. and 15 with Joey. I mean, it, it's two of my, two of my biggest prize possessions right. is trophies there. Cause it's, it's its own entity. You know, the night race at Bristol just has such a vibe and such a, as a regular race, it was. Yeah. And, and now it's the cutoff race of the first round. And, oh, by the way, we've got six guys within 13 points vying for three spots. And, and, and oh, by the way, we've got the guy that finished first and second in the last two concrete races there that's out of the play, uh, that needs to win to get in. And, and oh, by the way, this, this guy that made some announcement this week, yeah. he's, on the, he's on the wrong side of the cutoff He's line. on the outside as well. Kyle, yeah. I just... Uh, new next gen car hasn't been there. Uh, we're going back to, you know, this is really the first race for next gen on, on this. We'll see how it works with a PJ one at the bottom. Um, how it works up against the wall. If it gets up there, you know, they'll not have enough practice to run up there. Will they miss the setups on what yeah. they need to do to run up top? Cause they can't run up there in practice. Cause there won't be rubber up there. It there's so much. This is, you can't miss this one. 
this it's just going to be it's going to be fascinating. I talked to Christopher uh, Bell about this, and he was one that did a tire test there. And I said, "What do you think?" And he said, first off, this is speculation." He's just like he said, "This is you know we don't know what we're going to see." Um, but he was he was like, "Well, we might just be all up along the wall," which sounds ho hum, until you get the lap traffic, and then it's chaos. But but it might be similar to what we saw at Kansas. Uh, you you the, the the car that wins the race might have a little bit something different there. Mm-hmm. It might have to have a little something different if you know, that's in, if that's even where it ends up. We'll yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, I'll, I'll go back. Like when we won there, we ran up against the wall. Right. I, I like the fact that the place rubbers up against the wall because there's there's different ways to attack that place. We raced with Kevin Harvick for the first one in 14. And we were like, Joey would enter at the wall and then we'd turn off the wall and drive straight down the hill to exit. And Kevin would drive in straight at the bottom and straight up. The, I mean, we were two completely different lines. Right, yeah. It was it's crazy. There's opportunity when, even if it does end up bringing the wall, the ability to turn off of that rubber and turn yeah. down the hill and get to run up beside somebody and then a slide job. And then I mean, there's, it's going to be, I, I, it's because you can't put a bad race on it at Bristol. The only way it gets bad. And we had this at yeah. one point, if they get too much PJ one, where it starts to ball rubber up the racetrack and takes where the rest of the racetrack becomes dirty, then it gets bad. But, yeah. um, no, I, I, it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be awesome. It really, truly is. Um, NASCAR Xfinity Series there on Friday night. They're going to wrap up their regular season, which seems weird. Uh, we've been in such playoff mode, they're going to do that. And the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, if you are watching or listening to this on Thursday, big, big night here tonight with uh, 6.30, the Bush Beans 200 Arkham Menard Series race, and at 8.30, the UNOH 200, presented by Ohio Logistics, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Race. Our friends at PRN have the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series coverage this weekend from Bristol. But, uh, man, I'll tell you what, it's it's Bristol, baby, is what it is. And I can't even – that I think that's the thing is not even in, – and in, 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 in Todd, it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy week. I can't imagine the craziness when we go into Bristol and what that's going to be like. I, to me, it's like an exclamation point on a crazy week. And and on top of that, we've heard, I mean, I've talked to several drivers back and forth. They're 50-50 on whether they'll have to shift here. I heard that too. If 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 they have to shift here, that's yeah. 2,000 shifts. <laughs> 2,000 shifts. It's 500 laps and four shifts a lap. Yeah, it's 2,000 <laughs> shifts. I hope it doesn't have to happen. But I definitely think that there will be some guys, especially if, like, if Christopher talked about ringing the top, Yeah, there might be some guys that downshift just to get that big get scoot that off. Run, to get that run so off, yeah. I, I, It's going to uh, be spectacular. It's going to be wild. It really, truly is. So uh, we'll be following along with the friends of PRN and uh, see where we go with it. That's for sure. Again, we really appreciate Mark Setzer joining us. What a great conversation. Yes. Great, great perspective. We appreciate that. We wish them the best as they go playoff racing starting next week as well. So he's Todd Gordon. I'm Steve Post. Thanks for joining us here on Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots. With over 1,300 races, you can stream live and on demand. Subscribe now, flowracing.com. More information, flowracing.com slash go MRN. Thanks for joining us, everyone.